0: Well, dude, I got fired from pretty much every job that I had. Yeah. So, you know, Safeway, Office Max, wherever I was working. And and generally when I got fired, the manager would call me in and they'd be like, hey, look, Asun, you're a nice enough guy, but we got to let you go. Like, it just seems like you don't want to be here. Yeah. And I remember like every time they would fire me, they'd be like, is there somewhere else you would rather be? Because you seem <laughs> very disinterested here at Delta.
1: and what would be your answer? Like, what <laughs> would be
0: like I could t- I'll <laughs> tell you exactly where I want to be. It, what's crazy is every time they would fire me, I actually did have the answer exactly what I'd want to be doing and where I'd want to be yeah, I wanted to be performing. I wanted to be doing stand-up.
1: Welcome back to On Purpose, the number one health podcast in the world. Thank you so much for coming back every single week to listen, to learn, and to grow from some of the most amazing minds in the world. And today's guest is definitely not going to disappoint. He's absolutely awesome. His name is Hassan Minhaj, and he is a comedian, an actor, the host and creator of the amazing Netflix series Patriot Act. And in 2019, he received and was named in the Time 100's Most Influential People in the World. And this is the audio introduction going in as well. His one hour Netflix comedy special, Homecoming King, earned him a 2018 Peabody Award. Hassan joined The Daily Show with Jon Stewart as a correspondent and continued on after Trevor Nova took over as host and remained on the show through August 2018. He also spoke at the 2017 White House Correspondents' Dinner. Hassan, it is so awesome to have you here, man. Thanks for
0: having me, man. Yeah,
1: I had to do it with you here. Uh, That was very flattering and touching. Because it's all true. And and I have to be honest with you, the first time I saw you live was when you came to L.A. last year at the Ace Theater. And we didn't know each other then, but you were amazing. I thought you were absolutely brilliant. And that comes from someone who only moved to the U.S. three years ago. So he's just catching up on politics. Oh, wow. And and then I met you through our mutual friend Lily. and family, Lily, which yeah. was awesome, which was a much more intimate setting. Yeah. And I have to say, man, like you just have this captivating, always on energy. Uh-huh. And, and I was just like fixated on everything you were saying. Yeah. And I was but, like, I need to have this guy on the podcast. It got, okay. it got very deep, very fast. I was asking a lot of like
0: philosophical questions and, and deep uh, political geopolitical questions and it got very
1: intense absolutely, man. Yeah. absolutely but but today i want to dive into your journey sure you finding your purpose i want to go back to you know your upbringing here as a first generation american yeah and and i want to talk a lot about you know what what drives and motivates you because when i see you i see you as a activist disguised as a comedian oh, All right, that's wow. how i see you that's that's just my way that's how i see you but All what right. drives and motivates Hassan? um
0: I would say right now the things that drive me the most are saying and doing the things that I did not believe was possible 5, 10, or even 15 years ago. Wow. That's what really gets me excited. Like when I choose an episode for Patriot Act, I just try to think about can I be as real and as raw and as honest as I am with the homies on WhatsApp? Like that's what you're really trying to do as an artist to be like, can I be that raw? You always think about that, right? Like there's like the persona that we have when we're meeting people. And then there's iMessage message persona
1: yeah, where so like,
0: true. Oh dude, if, if this gets leaked, I'm getting canceled. Yeah. yeah but yeah. how do
1: you be that just. And uh, when has it got to those points where it's like super difficult? Or are you trying to, are you starting to find that really easy? No, ch- no, no, that's not easy. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, the yeah. Like, yeah. that's the challenge. That's the challenge to making
0: great. Art. So the topics that we've picked on the show were things that I, dude, I got threads on threads about, you know, US relationship with Saudi Arabia, the Indian elections. Like, oh, there's just. (laughs) everything you've seen on the show is pretty much something that I've talked about with friends. You know, uh, policing in America. These are like third rail issues mm-hmm. that are very, very difficult to dive into and can be divisive. But to me, I find them to be the most rewarding.
1: So, Yeah, that's amazing, man. And where do you go on that spectrum of like, is this too risky? Is this not? How are you pushing yourself? Like, what is that process of pushing yourself in that direction? Because I think, like you're saying, so many people just shy away from stuff. Sure, You're hitting it head on. But tell us that process in your head of like, How far do I go? How do I push myself? How do I not settle for, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, like the Overton window is only so wide, right? And obviously, given everything that's happening in the world right now, certain political figures have stretched that Overton window to places where it's sometimes insane or crazy. To me, it's really about seeing how far can I stretch it constructively? um, And am I being argumentatively accurate Mm. and You know, this is where I lean on the news team and the writing team a bunch. Is are our facts straight? Mm -hmm. And then after that, I kind of you know, I throw up a prayer and 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 I hope the man upstairs, you know, protects me. And um, I think uh, I certainly hope the audience can, even if they disagree with me, can acknowledge just. He's trying. This is a good faith app.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You, know what, I, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. That's um, pretty powerful. And, and, that. and
0: look, like you're talking about the medium that we're in. We're looking at cameras. This is going to be on YouTube. There is a lot of media manipulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, leaning leaning in for controversy over dialogue or leaning into just super hyperbole instead of being like really accurate – I think I've tried to be a good faith actor, even when I'm doing a a, a tough topic that people I know are going to disagree with me.
1: Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And how do you prepare yourself for that potential backlash or that potential criticism that naturally comes? And I know you've talked about it before, but how are you like? (laughs) How are you like mentally prepared for it? Like ready for Uh, it? That because I I love that because what you're saying is, hey, I'm going to prepare and put my best. Foot forward. Like, yes. I'm going to show you that I've done the research. Yeah. We've done the fact-taking. I'm not just trying to say something because it sounds good. Yeah. So you've done all that. So that's kind of where your confidence comes from. But how do you prepare for the backlash? Or is that it? Uh,
0: I Look, I think I've just gotten better and better about it over okay. time. Being at The Daily Show, I saw John deal with it head-on. Then when Trevor became the host, I saw Trevor deal with it head-on. Um. So, you know, I had courtside seats to see really great people mm. – be in the eye of the storm. And so um, over time, things, I've, I've just gotten better and better at it. And I've been able to take criticism, I think, a little bit better now because we've now established a body of work. Mm-hmm. So at some point, people might be upset that I'm attacking um, something that is sacred to them. But if you look at the 30 other topics that we've done – you, people are totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah, and the longer we do the show, you can clearly see that. Like, I don't have a specific agenda. Like, yeah. I, I'm a am an equal opportunity person who's going to go at the whether it's a big politician, a political leader, or a corporate
1: institution. I love that about you, man. Yeah, I think you do it really, really well. Honestly speaking, like, I think it's it's rare to find someone who can do it so. Effectively and articulately. So thank you for doing that, man. I appreciate <laughs> exactly. it. I, I mean that. I mean that wow, genuinely. I think man. it's awesome. Uh, tell me about, I want to go a bit into like, your your father wanted you to go to law school. Yeah, uh, yes. Right? Yes. Tell us about what would have happened in Hassan's life if he followed through on his father and parents' path and, and what they thought of what you ended up doing. <laughs> well, dude, I got fired from every other job I had. So like, you know...
0: I worked at Safeway. I got fired. I is called at, Safeway here too? Uh, the grocery store? Yeah. yeah. Oh my not gosh. not here on the East Coast. It's it's. it's I worked Vaughan, at Safeway so like, too. You worked at yeah, Safeway? You yeah. what, London?
1: In England, yeah. In London. They have Safeway? You had Safeway. That's why when you said it, I was like, what? <laughs> no, I bagged yeah. groceries at Yeah. So did I? Yeah. yeah. Okay, crazy. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's, there's a grocery store called Safeway. And um, they also used to have this thing called plastic bags. <laughs> and baggers would put groceries in, in plastic bags. Okay.
1: Yeah, I used to do that too. But yeah, sorry, Karen, you got fired from every job. I got fired from pretty much every job that I had.
0: Yeah. So you know, Safeway, Office Max, wherever I was working, and and generally when I got fired, like the the manager would would call me in, and they would they liked me. They'd be like, "Hey, look, Asan, you're a nice enough guy. Um, but we got to let you go. Like, it just seems like you don't want to be here." Yeah. And I remember, like, every time they would fire me, they'd be like, "Is there somewhere else you would rather be?" Because you seem <laughs> very disinterested here at Delta, and what would be your answer? Like, what would <laughs> be what? like I could t- I'll tell you exactly where I want to be. It, what's crazy is every time they would fire me, I actually did have the answer of exactly what I'd want to be doing and wow. where I'd want to be. Yeah I wanted to be performing. I wanted to be doing stand up, but I had to shift that night, yeah, you know, So <laughs> I'm very lucky, man. I'm lucky. Like I am extremely lucky that. I, I knew what I wanted to do. Yes. Like I,
1: I I found something that I was
0: passionate about. Yeah. And, and
1: was that the same intention that when you decided to study political science, were you that clear that you were like, I want to study this so that I can be factual and have history? And like, what what was that intention like when you were setting yourself up? I mean, it, it's just like,
0: I was too dumb for pre-med and, <laughs> and I just had a natural inclination for like kind of politics, rhetoric, uh, speech and debate. Like those were my things that I was really
1: into. And so- Where did that come from?
0: Um, well, in high school, I was a big sort of public speaking yes, speech and debate yeah. kid right i did I did public speaking and all that stuff and then, um in terms of just politics, my dad was actually pretty political and, ah, and stuff like that okay, yeah, yeah okay. I was had a lot of opinions there was a lot of sort of shouting at the t v and <laughs> and he was one of the first people that I could kind of see, like looking at an issue, having a take or perspective, mm-hmm. like cracking jokes. And I just kind of, you know, sometimes I try to think I'm trying to live out Najmi's legacy and be like, <laughs> I, w- I want to take that living room raw and do it on, you know, the biggest stage I, c- I possibly can.
1: That's beautiful, man. I love yeah. I love hearing that because I think it's so different. Like, yeah, I always joke that I I grew up and my parents' three options, whether doctor, a lawyer or a failure. Yeah. Like those are my three options growing up. Yeah. And, and you know, you you think about that as well. Like, why do we get fascinated with certain things? And like, for me, It wasn't politics, but for me, it was like spirituality and philosophy. Like, that's what I got fascinated by. But how? How would you, who gets, like, as a kid who gets into philosophy? <laughs> well, I feel the same way about politics. So oh, come yeah. on. No, don't, don't, Jay,
0: <laughs> when you're 10, your dad isn't being like, oh, this is Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. You see, this is Letters <laughs> to Seneca. You're not doing, you're
1: playing Sega. No, you're no. not. You're not caring about <laughs> that. No, so was, my dad started to read a lot of that when I was young. Yeah, but as a 10-year-old, <laughs> I'd refuse to believe that you were that. <laughs> no, I wasn't as a 10-year-old. So okay. you, you have it right there. Yeah, you like so, football. Yeah. Proper football. Yeah, proper yeah, like real football. Things. Thank you, thank you so much Real football, yes, real football Anyway, but but spirituality became More and more relevant Just because I started asking More and more questions And when I was looking for the answers That I was asking Like, you know, like, why do bad things happen to really good people? Why am I losing people? Why do people die early? All of these kind of questions, I was finding it there. So right. for me, for me, that's kind of where it went for me. Now, Let you it. grew up, are you, did you grow up as a
0: Buddhist, Christian? I grew up as a Hindu. Hindu okay. So I grew up in a Hindu family.
1: Yeah. And, and my practices now were like very universal. You'd find them in Hinduism and in Buddhism. So you'd see them in multiple places, but sure. but I've really looked for in my personal journey. has been about looking for the universal aspects that everyone can connect with, because for me, that's kind of what what excites me about philosophy and spirituality. Cool. So I'm always looking for where we agree. There we go. There we go.
0: <laughs> but but yeah. Anyway, back that. back
1: to you. Back to you. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I look at in your life, which I think you're so great at doing, is is introspecting. Right? Like I see you do a lot on the show. You're always introspecting, you're always reflecting. Uh-huh. How have you built that habit to be able to do that regularly with your own beliefs? Because you don't sound like someone who's like, this is my belief and this is just the way it is. You uh-huh. sound like you think through your belief often and yes. regularly. I yeah. feel that way.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. trying to question it. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, there's this great documentary with uh, the late comedian
0: Gary Shandling, mm. and he talks about. And this doc and, um, you know, Judd Apatow directed and produced it. It's really excellent. But he talked about the art form of comedy really being not a not a way to become more famous or to stand on stage and have people clap and applaud you and and, and sort of give you validation. But it's it's an art form of Mm self-exploration and to like figure things out. Like, Why do I believe what I believe? Why do I feel this way? Mm. And I think much like music, if you treat comedy like an art form, which I believe it is, it really is much like music or writing or poetry. It's an exploration of who you are as a person and why you do what you do.
1: And what's the beliefs that you had that through that exploration changed recently, or that you've seen change the most? Like something that you held true and then it's kind of evolved, and you're like, "Oh wow! Like I never thought I'd think that way about that.
0: Is um, there anything like that?
1: And take a moment. I know. No, it's I a, can't think of anything like one, that, yeah. off, like off the, yeah. the the top of my head. But
0: um, but they'll they'll will always be something that I'm sort of like uh I'll currently be processing and then just trying to figure it out through mm. through my work mm. and um
1: yeah mm. yeah what 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 are parts of your journey that no one sees like that? You know, parts of agenda, we all see like, you know, we see, we see the shows, we see this incredible homecoming king, we see, you know, Patriot Act, we, we see the 2019 time, you know, most hundred influential people. I and mean, it's an amazing honor, man. And uh-huh. you deserve it. And it's like, you see all of that. What's the parts that we haven't seen that you'd you'd like people to be aware of into what it's taken? Like, what are, what are the sacrifices, the missed points that I think... we don't see? And I'm not asking you to be egotistic because I know you're not, uh-huh. but like, I, I want to hear that because I feel like it's so important for people to hear that.
0: Stuff that people don't see. I don't think a lot of times people see that um how much, especially, you know, in a in a collaborative creative effort, you're you're really relying on a core group of people. There's like Jedi that I work with. Mm. And I would say it's Prashanth, Steve Bodo, Jim Margolis, the people that are around me, all the writers, the news team. Upstairs, you know, we're 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 in our production office, but upstairs. I mean, upstairs, that's where we're having a lot of these, like, heated discussions and battles a little bit. And I don't think people see. They think that I'm just doing this off the top of the dome and, like, no, 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 no. I'm very much a studio rapper. I'm not a freestyle rapper. Like, <laughs> I'll, I, I go in and we really try to tweak and finesse and and, and just, like, really focus on every every little detail. And I love th- that. And I think that's what people um, – I think I wish more people uh, knew. Mm. because i think because of twitter and instagram and social media um we live in a a very much a hot take society Mm. and we got to beat everybody to the next hot take and um i wish i don't don't know how both of these things happen where you have like a hyper reactive society how do you get people to also see the beauty and like introspect introspection and finessing and refining what you're working on. Mm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because don't, you
0: find, don't you find it kind of like, don't you ever feel guilty kind of doing what you're doing where you're trying to make spirituality go viral? But like the whole thing with spirituality is a little bit of disconnecting from the likes and the subscribe button.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. It's the same it's, thing it's, I feel with yeah, commerce yeah. and art. No, Art I, I, in
0: and of itself- You know, when you put commerce into it, it gets a little ugly.
1: Yes. Yes, I agree. I agree. And it's the paradox that I find interesting to navigate. Like, I like that paradox. Like, I like the oxymoron of like, how does this, how do you balance these two things? Uh Because I'm like, if I was just going to go and sit on a mountaintop and be spiritual, I think- Overall, I'd be like, ah, oh, but I need to give this to someone, or I'd get bored, or it wouldn't even, even the revelation wouldn't go as deep uh-huh. because I feel like there's so much in experimenting with it. And if I was just on the other side of like, oh yeah, let's just go get likes and let's go get followers, then it's like that's definitely we, we both know that doesn't satisfy you. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like that paradox, and I feel like that's what keeps me on my edge. Got it? That I'm, I'm you're walking that fine line, correct? And I'm always one step away from my foot falling into either side, oh, and, I, and I enjoy that because I think it keeps me in the middle. But, but that's just kind of like my personal process of uh-huh. enjoying things that don't quite fit. Yeah. Uh, and, but I think that's a really valuable point. And I love hearing you say that because I think what you're encouraging is also that I think we live in a world today where it's always about growing yourself. And what you're actually saying that you're getting more from collaborating, debating, discussing, breaking it down behind the scenes. Yes. And often off camera, you, that's happening off camera for you. But in most of our lives, we're not even doing that. Right, most of our lives are like, okay, let me build my own platform. Really? For, well, yeah, I, I just feel like for a lot of people who are trying to build their own platform, uh-huh. it's not necessarily like, oh, let's all collaborate and grow. So I saw comedians do this really well. I remember a lot of my friends who were comedians on Instagram and YouTube, they all got together and they collaborated and their brands just grew. Uh-huh. But a lot of people just try to grow their lane and their brand without the collaboration and they didn't grow. God. And so it's nice to hear you yeah, give yeah. a shout out to everyone that you're working with. Yeah,
0: man, they're incredible. Yeah, and and I certainly hope much the way the way John Stewart opened this door, and we all bear his fingerprints. I,
1: I hope maybe one day I can I can hopefully do that for other people too. What What was the best thing you learned from observing John Stewart? Like, what was that one moment where you just like this, or was it every day?
0: You know, the, he's he's not a note guy. Like, I always wanted jewish yoda to give me these notes (laughs) like tell me what to do like i just want you tell me how to be funny he kind of was like master shifu like it was always within you this entire time he kind of just wants you to like you know what why why does this make you upset why do you find this so funny and he just kind of tries to pull that out of you Yeah, yeah but um he really taught me i think him and and i would say colbert and even now like i see with 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 oliver is is really how to be like a, uh, to bring a level of decency and to be a good faith actor. Cause there's a lot of clapping back in what we do. You're mm-hmm. calling a lot of things out. Mm-hmm. But um I think Steven, Stuart, Oliver, even Trevor, there's a level of um sophistication and and again, just like a good faith effort. Yeah. Like I'm not here, I'm not trying to just bury you. Yeah. And eviscerate you just for the sake of doing that. Like yeah. I, I really want to do this um, in, a, in a in a really sort of. Um
1: spiritual. Not spiritual, but <laughs> it's very compassionate.
0: No. Empathetic. Sure, sure. But just like be a decent human being about it. You know, and I've seen people enter the lines then with both Trevor and Steven, and, and they'll both handle it really, really well. Mm. They won't like have the audience just gang up on them, Jerry Springer style. Mm. Um, and so one of the best things that I sort of learned from them is to be, you know, when you're saying something or if you're gonna poke at something is to be like really specific in what you're saying. Instead of like punching every which way, Yeah, it's it's almost to just be like, it's like a sniper shot. And yeah. like, and this is the thing I'm trying to say, or like, this is the thing that I, that we need to sort of assess and analyze.
1: Yeah, I love the humanity in that. I feel like that's often missed because I feel like when you're making people laugh, it's so easy for the audience member to just assume that, you kind of just went for the easiest shot. Or whatever no, no, it is no, no, no. right. Like, it's easy for the audience. Yeah, oh, to sure, 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 yeah, sure. It's not that you're doing that, sure. It's easy for the audience to just feel like, oh, yeah, like this is hilarious and I'm laughing. But I feel like we don't hear the humanity. Yeah. And I think almost as an audience, we need to raise our game, sure, so that we recognize that actually, oh, let's let's look at the depth of this argument. The word, let's look at the, yeah, the yeah. word I
0: was looking for, yeah, is be surgical.
1: Yes, wow, yeah.
0: And like, in the in when I saw, um, John after the do a monologue after the Sandy Hook shooting. Mm. He was surgical in his analysis of the way America is dealing with guns.
1: Mm.
0: You know? Yeah, 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 Like he's not just like screaming out hyperbole for the sake of the Yeah, spray gun approach. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that right there. Mm. And then he would build the act around that. Just me watching that was like, wow. And I think that lasts the test of time. You're going to take less Ls when you're really specific about what are you critiquing here? Yeah. And then you kind of become better about like, yeah, I know there's going to be blowback, but that's fine. Yeah. I've like come to terms with this because I've closed all the other doors. Yes. And I sort of picked the highest hanging fruit
1: to take. I love that. That's just great advice for all of us in conflict. Like that's just a great, like that message and lesson you've just taught us there, like that's perfect for like, workplace issues relationship yeah, issues like yeah, that's yeah. that that can be applied anywhere yeah like not just to your work it's it's such a great principle of like if you are going to debate discuss or argue on something yeah make sure it's done in this sure way. like yeah i can make fun of the shoes the clothes the this the that yeah. the way you look your hair like
0: not nah, we're not going to do that yeah it's too easy i'm going to be surgical about this specific choice yeah. that i feel is hypocritical mm. and speaks to a larger issue yes then you're kind of like oh shit all right like this yeah, dude yeah. has come to play. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah.
1: and then and then the other person also can't run away from it and use all the other stuff. So sure. no, I love that, man. That's awesome. What is what is uh being a father? How's that changed your view on life? Um How old is your daughter now? My daughter is now nineteen months. Wow, yeah. nineteen. Yeah.
0: Amazing. You know, one of the cool things that uh, a friend of mine told me that I that I didn't really realize with Jahat Ali, he told me that like when you have uh um Kids and I, and he's a little bit older than me, but he told me it's the first time you start praying for other people than yourself. Ooh. Like everything I pray for is for her. Yes, and I'm not even like when I'm asking God, like I'm not even asking for me. It's kind of crazy. Mm. I mean, I know you with God, you get like unlimited asks, but I'm just, <laughs> like I'm like, I know you don't got time, so let me just like, I know you got like a quick sec, yeah, just yeah. like, can you just throw a, a blessing her way? I love that, man. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, and I'm happy. Like that's like me getting Jordan's.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I want her to get
0: Jordans, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, my like, God, just like please hook it up for her. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, do, do you and I don't
0: like, even I don't even care that like what to even ask for myself. Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
1: Isn't that an unbelievable feeling to believe that's even possible?
0: Yeah. But then the thing that messes with me is go on. also why, like, when I go take her to say Jim Boree or like watch her play with other kids, I could give a fuck about any of the other kids. <laughs> How messed up is that? Yeah. Like yeah. I oh I'm so selfless I care about this like yeah, I care yeah. about this creature no 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 I care about my creature yeah yeah so that that's also like uh, dude you're not as woke as you think you are <laughs> you're not as deep as you think you are like I'm I'm at Gymboree there's like 19 other like kids with boogers I'm like yo keep the boogers away yeah yeah so it's cool and it's also you know it also has made me like check myself too in, in yeah, interesting yeah. weird ways and that's an example of something that I'm trying to be introspective of and uh, like through comedy yes like, that's a common take that I hear. Now that you're a father, you must be so selfless. I'm like, mm. parents were pretty selfish.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, I get that. See, mine's the other way around. So, so when I lived as a monk, so much of our focus was on building that love and service attitude towards everyone. That's great. So it was like a monk becomes a monk because the whole world becomes your family because now you don't have a biological family that's of your great. own. Yeah. And so, so this mindset is trained. But then when I came back, I realized that I started treating my own family as as less than or, and or, or the same as everyone else oh interesting. And, and then my family took offense to that too because then they were just kind of like oh but we're your family you know yeah. so then it was that way around i was like oh this is a complicated one. gotcha like, but you you're know, like
0: no safeway is my family <laughs> yeah
1: exactly yeah safeway like right. everyone that i meet and everyone that i see and, yeah. and i've i've loved that attitude towards it but but i get you and and for me i think i, I do believe in us going above and beyond and stretching that definition of family because Uh as soon as you start doing that you know this i mean i think and i think you are to some degree i think you are to some degree because i guess you're i mean would you describe that the work you're doing is also to change the world that your daughter grows up in do you feel that way do you feel that responsibility or no not really that's that's not really where it goes no
0: i'm just trying to do the best possible work that i can i think that like if i if i put that assignment it's too big. Yeah, I got, oh, I got to change the world vis-a-vis my show. That's, yeah. I mean, come <laughs> on, man. It's just like, this is, this is my journey while, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm on this earth that I, I do s- sort of significant, meaningful work that I feel is challenging and I empty the tank. That's really it. And mm-hmm. so I'm just holding myself accountable. Is that the best joke you could really do? Is that the best show you could put together?
1: Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, you know and, I mean? yeah, yeah. And, and what's, the, uh, what's the metric of that question? Like, is that a self... Imposed metric of like yeah when I go when I go to yeah. sleep
0: at night I know what it is yeah
1: right okay you know okay. what it is like yeah, you yeah. know when
0: you phoned it in you know when you didn't
1: yeah and you, like th- the
0: way you go to sleep you can really tell
1: Dude, how how can people build that as as a way of living because I love that and and I agree with you I think that the most purposeful meaningful fulfillment driven people in the world measure things by how they feel when they go to sleep at night uh-huh. but I think sometimes we get lost in measuring ourselves by how everyone else sleeps at night almost oh interesting. you know like. Like I, I don't think that that's what you've just said is not very common. Like I've I don't hear many people say that. Like there's such an intuition there, right? Your your intuition's so strong, like you're so aware of like, yeah, I feel happy tonight. Like I feel that I've done enough tonight. I feel like I've done my best. How 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 do you think? And I and I'm and I'm asking you to unpack it as my I'm yeah. not expecting you to be like, This I, look, is my three-step method. Like, look, I, I just I just you know, like I don't know what,
0: what put it inside of me to t- wanna try. My dad tells me this all the time. He's like, you know, cause I have me and my, my sister, he's like, you've just been different. You've always sort of tried at things. And mm. um, he was clowning me the other day. He was like, you've also publicly failed a lot. But I don't understand why you sort of put yourself through that. Yeah. And I was like, what, what do you mean, dad? He's like, I remember I used to take you to soccer games. You were really bad at soccer. People would make fun of you. You were slow. <laughs> like he was just <laughs> roasting me. But he's like, you would try really hard. He's like, I kept taking you to basketball tryouts. You would get cut every year, but you'd show up. Like, I don't understand why you would do that. Yeah. But I remember like. Even early on in comedy, still, you know, when I'm trying to do stuff in, in, in show business, I'm just failing. I think it's just like you, you reach this moment where like you, you, you interviewed for that job mm-hmm. and you know that like you took that shower, you brushed, you flossed and you used mouthwash. Like you tied your shoes the right way. You pulled up your socks the right way. You were prepared. You went through all the talking points that, you know, your manager is going to ask you about. And if it still doesn't go your way, you're, you're just kind of like, what more can I do? Mm. I'm at that age yeah, now where yeah, it's yeah. like I also can't debate. I can't wish that I could be someone else.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like
0: the verdict is out. I'll <laughs> never be able to dunk. I'll never be able to rap. I'll never be able like it's it's a rap. Hassan Minhaj God didn't give me that gift. Yeah. And it was just by virtue of trying all those different things, failing. And you can just kind of come be at, be at peace with it.
1: Absolutely, they
0: are just like I did it. I tried. I yeah. was not good at those things. Yeah, I love the roast you got from your father about Shah Rukh Khan. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was really good. That was great. was great.
1: I love that. I thought yeah. that was brilliant. Yeah, and, uh, but
0: I, you know, what? I like I really love him because of that. Like, you don't have to take yourself that seriously. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of like, you got to take yourself very seriously. And I just think that like, we all have flaws and pimples, and just kind of laugh at it and. I think it's that's more endearing than being like I'm the
1: I'm the fucking best. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, sure. but
0: there's a lot yeah. of like everybody's trying to be like an NFL wide receiver where they're just like out of their mind and like, oh, do you know who I am? You know how blue check verified I am? You're like, relax, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I, I'm with you. I th- I think that from what I'm hearing you say, what what gets me thinking is just like. You're not living to prove yourself to anyone. And that's when things get really serious and thick, whether it's your parents or whether it's society or friends or whatever it is. And that's when it kind of gets scary to fail or it gets scary to mess up because now you're constantly like, what will people say? How will people think? How will they react? To me, it's always been about like the fuel. So when you got the chip on your shoulder, which is great, like Mm -hmm. it's like
0: espresso in the morning. You got that chip on your shoulder where you want to prove someone wrong like oh man this guy's was was hating on me this dude said something about me on twitter mm-hmm. oh this this producer wants to keep me out of this project yeah like like hatred and vengeance is is a pretty good fuel
1: mm-hmm.
0: the problem is it doesn't burn very efficiently correct yeah like uh it, it just kind of tapers off it's just not a good energy source mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it can get you ignited correct that's it. correct correct mm-hmm. Whereas like when you're trying to prove it to yourself every day, the way that the sort of the, like that plays out over time, it just plays out a little bit better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know what what sure. I mean? It doesn't taper off after like three days or, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Tell me about, this is one thing that I've been wanting to ask you for a while. Like, how do you go about, and we've talked a lot about, I think, you know, in this podcast already, we've talked a lot about like conflict, debate, discussion, how to manage that. How do you go about connecting with someone who's already made their mind up about something yeah. and trying to take them to the other side or a deeper side. Like what's your vision with that? When you're speaking to a group of people, if I put you right now in a room of people who completely disagreed with you, yeah. what would Hassan yeah. Minaj do? Well, I, I've, I've sort of kind of terms with two realities.
0: Like uh, number one, just accepting and believing the truth is the truth. Mm-hmm. Even if like people don't want to go there, the truth is still objectively the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And then number two, um, like, my job really isn't to convince you because people ask me this all the time. They're like, man, you did that big episode on blah, blah, blah. But what if people on the other side of the aisle disagree with you? I got that. That's not the yeah, point yeah, of yeah, even, no, no. If even creating the thing to begin yeah. with. Yeah. It's just to present it. Mm-hmm. And um, if you come along, great. If you don't, again, the truth is still nah. the truth. Yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't negate
1: yeah. what you know yeah i love that see see the message i get when i'm listening to you today and i felt i knew this today uh, felt i knew this by observing you but obviously getting to know you a bit better today like there's just so much satisfaction and contentment in doing the work like when I'm hearing you speak, what I mean by that is you have so much satisfaction and contentment in just doing what you believe is right, doing what you believe the best, trying to find the truth yeah. and presenting that as it is. And that's where you get your satisfaction. Yeah. And that is such a great place to get your satisfaction. Sure. Because yeah. no one can ever take that away from you. Yeah. Right. Like no one can ever take that away from you. And that applies to everyone who's listening and watching right now. It's like when you get your satisfaction from the deep work, the creativity, the research, the reflection, the introspection, that's something you can do time and time and time and time again. But when you're waiting for that one person to agree or people to shift their minds and be like, oh, because of you, us and I changed my mind. Yeah, they're not, yeah. Like, I have like people that I love, people I grew up with that, yeah. that still like completely disagree with
0: me that some of them didn't think I was doing the right things in terms of like personal choices I've made, professional choices I've made. That's okay. And I think if, I, if, if anybody could see this from my work, I certainly hope, or I would just like to add this to the conversation. Mm-hmm. you can still disagree with people and love them very much 100 percent. but that is not a that is not a common reality that's happening right now in discourse like if you're democrat or if you're republican or if you're this or if you're that you have to be canceled like we've had some tough episodes on the show we do this whole thing about policing i'm leaving the studio all the people that are that do security for our show are former policemen. That's a tough conversation, man. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I've been in so many of the belly of those, those sort of beasts where, oh man, you are criticizing tech companies and you're doing it in front of tech executives. And then you got On a have, big tech platform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on a big tech platform. And then you have to go to the bar and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. But I think, just I think all I want to try to show through my work is- we can still disagree and I can still like love you and see the humanity in you. Mm. And, uh, that's all I can control. Yeah.
1: I love that, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I I think that's such a great place to just leave it all out on the table and you're discussing truth, discuss truth, yeah. But then not not take it. And I think that's the challenge, right? Like what you're saying, like right now the holidays are coming up. Yeah. And I know I usually get, like <laughs> the number one question I get asked. How do we talk about this th- at yeah, Thanksgiving? The number, yeah, number one question. Yeah, Thanksgiving, Christmas coming up. Like, Jay, I'm going to have to manage. Like, I probably get very different questions to you about the same thing. Yeah, Like for me, it's not like, how do I have a question about this specific issue, for me, it's always like, oh, well, Jay, like, I know this person's going to bring this up and it's going to get real negative and toxic quick. Like, how do I deal with that? Yeah. And what do you talking about? Uh, well, I think what you just said right now is is a great answer. What I'm saying is you've given the answer. Like, I oh, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm saying you've given the answer. Like, I love that. I, I think you're making the point that I think we have to separate people's humanity from their views and we have to respect them on a humanity level. And the fact that we all bleed the same blood and you know ha- have that connection and yeah. and and that ideas and beliefs do form us to some degree but not the whole of us yeah and and being able to make that make that distinction is so important yeah yeah how do you go about encouraging people to make that distinction further i don't know cuz you've achieved there, it there's just been moments where i've seen it in their eyes like i'd right. be like i completely disagree with what
0: you have to say about yeah. that issue like yeah. i 100,000% I percent, percent disagree yeah, yeah. however i i think you're a beautiful person and i love you and they'll be like Oh, so you just don't want to kill me? You don't want to cancel me? You don't want to like ridicule me in front of everybody on the internet? I'm like, no, I just I just I'm telling you, you're you're wrong. You're wrong about that. Like your jeans are too tight. But I love you.
1: Are you telling me that right now? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm saying
0: I think that they're a little too tight. You think they're too tight? But I think Oh, thanks. Despite that, (laughs) I love you. So you could be like (laughs) I I disagree with your position on, you know, this prime minister, however. Yeah. I think like you're still my grandmother and I love you. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean I don't think Brexit was a good decision but I love you grandma
1: yeah I don't take responsibility for that but but do you get what I'm saying yeah yeah of course yeah and they're just like look like because I I think the point being that there is always going to be someone disagreeing with you about something small or big and so none of us are living lives where every decision we made was perfect yeah so yeah no I love that I love that viewpoint man that's awesome I'm gonna shift forward because we only got a few moments left I want to shift forward to uh, we end every interview with a final five and I've still got a million questions for you, but really? we're going to have to do this again. Okay. We're going to have to do this Let's again. let do a part two. Um, yeah, we will definitely do a part two because there is so much that we've we've just skimmed over today and there's so uh-huh. much we can go through. I so, hope
0: this was valuable in
1: some capacity. Very yeah. valuable. I think, you know, for me, it's like, like I said to you before, when we did the Kobe interview, it's like, There are plenty of people who can have a great political discussion with you. That was not my intention today. Yeah, There's great people who will be able to talk about issues with you. It's not me. It's not my strength, you know. Uh But today, I, my goal, my intention was simply for people to see the humanity, the intention, the purpose that goes into your work. Uh And I think we've done that. Like, I think people will be able to listen to this and be like, oh, I understand how Hassan thinks about life, humanity, and how he constructs this work. It's not just... You know, so if we've been able to do that, then that's a win for me. That's great. Um, But yeah, Yeah. man. Okay, we're going to do the final five. These are answered in one word to one sentence maximum. Okay. You will probably be too deep for me. So I'll have to let you share more. So I will let you go there. But uh, uh, the first question is what's one thing you're currently learning right now? Patience. Oh, okay. Where's the where? What's testing your patience and in what area of life? I think, I think both like at work. (laughs)
0: <laughs> trying to line up that interview or trying to line up that piece or why isn't the script where it needs to be it's understanding that like hey man close your eyes it'll be a week from now and it'll probably be better or the verdict will be out yeah like oh that piece isn't going to work oh that interview just isn't going to happen so true like for better or for worse the answer will be there yes like it will either live or die 100%. and you'll have come to terms with both realities yeah so just like just be okay you don't have to get Turned about it
1: today i love that so true i would 100 agree with that okay yeah. question number two yeah. if you lost everything and had to start over what's the first thing you'd do if i lost everything and i had to start over what's the first
0: thing i would do yes. <sighs> practically i would probably learn the technical aspects of all this stuff now because like all these like sort of digital revolution realities are now very real now. And I think this is the new way we communicate. So that's like a, from a very pragmatic mm. perspective, like learn to program, learn like learn the language of all this new technology as like the, the medium in water and water through which we communicate. Um, but I think the thing I will probably tell myself is that like, it'll be all right, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love you, you did it before you, you'll be able to do it again. You'll be all right.
1: Strong advice. Awesome. Number three, the number one trait you love in your wife.
0: The number one trait?
1: Yeah i love or quality yeah, yeah the quality <laughs> selflessness wow yeah okay when did you start seeing that in her? You been the together? moment i've known her since college yeah i know yeah, that's what i'm saying yeah. i remember so, you told your uh proposal story yeah yeah. Yeah. So, yeah so yeah
0: so i was yeah I, I saw it since college okay
1: yeah wow what was it in college that she showed that like how did she show you that in college uh
0: she that. she would make all the people in our dorm floor quesadillas oh
1: wow yeah
0: that's impressive and even people that were like assholes i'm like yeah. don't give them a quesadilla like, <laughs> and them, she did it yeah. wow. i was like let them starve that's awesome And she's like no i can't da, 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 da. and people love her like people genuinely love her yeah yeah that's awesome. For all the and she does it like with or without props there's n- it's not being like it's not an instagram stories or anything yeah. like that it's like
1: yeah i remember that day because i got i was late on my flight and i came in late yeah and you guys had saved like the cold leftovers. But then she ordered me fresh food yeah. when I got there. Yeah. And I was just like, wow. And that was the first time I met her. Obviously. And she didn't even know who Jay Shetty yeah, was. Yeah, it was she's the first like, time this, I this met this guy's yeah. late. And
0: I go, you don't know? He's making spirituality viral. And she's like, I don't care. He deserves hot food. No, but she was she, she was, was really beautiful. Sweet. It was really beautiful. She was beautiful.
1: so sweet. No, I really yeah. appreciate it. I, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Like, I remember it. I was like, wow. Like she really. Yeah. And I was
0: like, did you do that because he's friends with Ellen? And she's like, no, no. that has
1: nothing to do with anything. <laughs>
0: Dude, that Thank that you. to me is what I love most about her. Like I that's that. really dope. I love that. She's
1: Question good. number four: What's a uh, non-negotiable for you in life? Like, what's something you don't negotiate on for a yourself? Non-negotiable. Yeah, for yourself. I I gotta do
0: and pursue what I love. Mm. I just have to. I can't. If I do anything else, I'm gonna die. Mm.
1: I just I just can't. Do you think you'd be a bad person if you weren't able to?
0: I would have been a very angry person. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, and I just, to I just don't.
1: I just don't want to do that. Yeah, I you know be, what I mean I gotta say I what
0: I gotta say I, I gotta express myself
1: I always say that yeah I, I feel the same way I always tell people I'm like if if I wasn't doing what I loved every day it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been great like yeah you, the, the part of you that would come out wouldn't be the best so. yeah yeah I love that okay and fifth and final question what's one moment in your life you wish could have lasted forever one moment yeah. in my life yeah uh, probably
0: my daughter's really into balloons but the first time I sort of I like this is like even just a couple of weeks ago I blew up a balloon in front of her and she was just laughing really really hard. That's it. Nice. I, I like there was this big blue balloon. I blew up. Yeah, and I I, was, I just blew it up and then like tapped it against her head and she thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I love that. Yeah, and I was just, like tap tap, she was dying. <laughs> tap tap, she's like exploding with laughter. Yeah, that. I love that if I could just boomerang that.
1: Yeah. For the rest, boomerang that forever. Yeah. 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 I love that. I'm actually I've never done this before, but I'm going to ask you because I think. If you could give everyone something that they had to do daily, what would you ask people to do? If you could give everyone in the world a practice that they had to do daily for the next 30 days, what would you want them to do?
0: Okay, what is the hardest thing that you can do today? Just write it down and try to do it. Okay. What's the hardest task that you can do today? It can't be like one of those things where it's just like, I'm going to start the company. It's not that. It's like, what's the hardest task that you can do today? It can only be accomplished 24 hours and do that.
1: I love that. That is a great answer. So if it's like, I got to, I have to, I have
0: to sit down and write three pages, free write after write, free write three pages. That's going to be really hard for me. Mm. Or like, I, I gotta, I gotta run one mile on incline five on the treadmill. That's going to be really hard for me. But it's like, you can do it in one day. So it has to be the hardest task of that day. I'm going to take a cold shower. Whatever that thing is, <laughs> has to be the hardest task that you can do in one calendar
1: day. I love that. Do that is think. gonna stick with me for, for a long time. I love that, man. Awesome menage. Thank you so Thank much, you. bro. You're amazing. Thanks, please, bro. please, 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 let's do a part two. Because there are for so real? many other things we can talk about. Yes. You really want to do a part two? I hundred percent wanna do a part two. Okay. okay. I'm gonna wear lucid trousers. I'm j I am just do I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna look I'm gonna No, All right. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for making this. That was amazing. Honestly, that was So so great. Thanks Hope it was good for you. It was good.